Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, guys, we have been doing a series called The Forgotten One, Understanding the Holy Spirit, because in most of our lives, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, yeah, we know the Holy Spirit, we know He's the third person of the Trinity, we know He's God, but as far as what that means for my life and what that means for your life, we maybe have some idea or maybe we have some wrong ideas, but basically He seems to be forgotten, He's, he's ignored. And so what we've been doing is, is we've been trying to go through the Scripture and trying to have an understanding biblically of what the Holy Spirit is and what does He mean for our lives. And today is going to be a very important lesson because, you know, when Jesus was in the upper room, we know this from John chapter 14, 15, and 16, He said there that, I'm going away. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to send another comforter, the comforter being the Holy Spirit. And then He said, He's going to guide you in truth. He's going to teach you. That's a pretty powerful promise that the Holy Spirit... God is going to teach you. He's going to guide you in your life. Now, the problem is, is that usually when we talk about the Holy Spirit, there are two approaches. And so I want to share that with you today. Two approaches that kind of hinder us. Two approaches to the Holy Spirit and to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because remember now, Jesus said, he's going to guide you and teach you. But there's a couple of approaches that we have that are wrong. Number one, we, we are ignorant of the Spirit's voice. We have no clue. We have no understanding. I mean, he's going to speak to me? What's that going to be like? Is he going to say, hey, George? No, he doesn't do that. But he will speak to you. He will guide you. But you've got to learn to know his voice. And the problem is, for most of us, we're ignorant of that. We don't talk about that. You know what I'm saying? We don't talk about distinguishing the voice of God in our life at all. Hardly ever. And our approach has been ignorance. Here's the other approach that we've taken. We are deceived concerning the Spirit's voice. We're deceived. Remember I told you there's two extremes. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, there are two extremes in Christendom today when it comes to the person of the Holy Spirit. On one extreme, there's the crowd over here that develops whole theologies that says, oh yeah, he's the third person of the Trinity, yes, he's God, but they downplay him. They downplay his role in our lives. They downplay, develop whole theologies to tell you why he doesn't work today. Because we don't want to be like the people on the other extreme. And so, that's one group. They're deceived. I'll be very honest with you. They're deceived. The Holy Spirit does have a role. The Holy Spirit does work. The Holy Spirit is an active part of your life. He lives within you. The other extreme is the extreme where we're looking for a manifestation. We're looking for some sort of experience. We're looking to the Spirit, and we kind of bounce around from one thing to another, looking for something that we can get from the Holy Spirit. They're deceived as well, because for them, it's what they can get. It's not the person and what his work is in their life and what God wants from their life. So we have two things going on with our approach to the Holy Spirit. We're either ignorant or we're deceived. But John, the apostle, wants us to understand it is so important for you and I to learn how to distinguish the voice of the Spirit in your life. And chances are, for some of you, most of you here, you don't know how to do that. 
So that's what we're going to talk about today. How do you discern what is the voice of the Spirit of God in your life and he's talking to you? Because I'm going to say this to you. You may not believe me, but you need to. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if there is at some point in your life that you made a commitment, you recognize that Jesus is God, that he died for your sins, and you made a commitment to follow him, and you gave your life to him, the Holy Spirit of God entered into your life at that moment. The scripture tells us that. He's the guarantee. He's our assurance of our salvation. He entered into your life. I'm going to say this to you right now, folks. He is talking to you. Mark that down. You write that on the side. He's talking to me. He doesn't wait a week to talk to you. He doesn't wait a month. It's not like once a year. It's not like a leap year thing. It's not like once every four years at 2 o'clock on Saturday. The Spirit of God interacts in your life. Why? Because remember what Jesus said. He's going to teach me and guide me. And let's just all admit it. We don't have our acts together here, do we? I don't. You don't. If I get deceived and think I do, I talk to Lori. She tells me real quick, no, you don't have it together. If you think you've got it together, talk to somebody in your family. They'll tell you. We don't have our acts together. We need guidance. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, he's speaking to you. But you maybe have never grasped that reality. You maybe never understood it. You maybe don't even know what that means. You may be even freaked out. Like, what? How do I know it? How do I distinguish it? Well, look with me. We're going to look at six verses today from 1 John chapter 4. Look with me at what the beloved apostle says. He writes this. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We're going to talk today about distinguishing the voices. We're going to look at, basically take this passage, divide it into two sections. We're going to talk about being alert, being alert to the voices in your life, and then we're going to talk about knowing the difference. How do I know the difference about what is God and what is it? Okay? First thing I want you to notice on being alert is this. Not every thought is your own. Not every thought is your own. Do you know that? Do you realize that? That not every thought that enters into your mind comes from you? Do you understand that? I mean, surely you should know that as you get older. Because have you ever, ever had that moment where it's like, where did that thought come from? You know what I'm saying? Where did that come from? I, was, I, I wasn't even thinking that kind of stuff. Where did that come from? Folks, it doesn't come from you. You live in a spiritual world with spiritual beings around you. Not every thought comes from you. You need to grasp that. But what has to happen is, is you've got to learn to be alert to the thoughts that you have 
And what, as Paul says in one of his epistles, we need to take every thought captive. Do you understand? Take every thought captive and test them. And this is what John is talking about here. So he's saying, not every thought is yours. You've got to test them. What else do you got to do here? Here's the thing. There are other voices in your life. There are other voices in your life. Because here's what I want you to see. You and I, before you became a believer, did you, were you aware that you were influenced by three different things in your life? Did you know that? Unsafe people, people who don't know Christ, unbelievers, are influenced by three different things. You and I, before we became Christians, were influenced by three different things. Now, you can still be influenced by them now, today. You say, what are they? Well, over in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul, talking about our prior condition without Christ, says this in verse 2 and 3. He says this, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and by nature, children that are wrath, just as others. What's he saying here? He's saying here, before we became Christians, before we came to life, we were basically influenced by three influences in our life. What? The world, the way the world does things, the world system, the culture. You were influenced by what everybody else was doing. We have a term for that. It's called what? If you're in high school, you know what it is. Peer pressure. He says the second thing is that you were influenced by powers of darkness. Who? Satan. And folks, Satan is the biggest button pusher in your life. He knows you. He's observed you. He knows what buttons to push. You know what I'm talking about pushing buttons? Some of you find it funny to, oh, there's Uncle Bill over there. Let's get him started. I know what buttons to push. And you bring up the topic, right? And then he's like, And then later on, like, why were you flying off the handle? I don't know. Well, somebody was pushing your buttons. Satan is the biggest button pusher in your life, folks. You need to grasp that. Okay, so the world, the culture, the world system, Satan. Here's the third one. Yourself. What you want. Your desires. The wickedness of your heart. So you're influenced by those three things. Not every thought is your own. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not every thought is your own. You need to grasp that. He knows the buttons to push in your life. Have you noticed that? Now, here's the thing. You need to recognize the voices. This is what he's saying. Verse 1, test the spirit. You need to recognize the voices. See, here's a typical way we do. Can I be honest with you? Because I know. I've been there. And sometimes I'm still there. We have our, you know what? Tomorrow's Monday. What happens Monday? Same thing as last Monday. Get up in the morning. Get my shower, have my coffee, if you drink coffee, go to work, do what the man says, you know what I'm saying, have my lunch, go home, got the kids, want to kick back, watch watch TV, wife wants me to do this, she's got this eternal honeydew list, you know, just when I knock a few things off, it grows. You know what I'm saying? Or he he can't pick his underwear off up the floor, you know. I mean, and, and then what's it? Tuesday comes. Same old day. And we go through our routines of our routines of our routines, and we just get into the mode of just living. Right? And as we go through our life living, we have these thoughts enter into our brains. 
Some of them we respond to. Some of them we act upon. Some of them are not good thoughts, and we act upon them, and they result in destruction in our lives and the lives of others around us. And the problem is, is we don't know how to distinguish between what is right and what is wrong, because we're just in auto cruise. Do you know what I mean? We're in autopilot. We got cruise control going on, but you can't do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Have you ever tried like driving from Kerwinsville to Clearfield on cruise control? It doesn't work. Somebody's always wanting to stop. Do you know what I'm saying? Somebody's always wanting to make a turn. I mean, you get kicked off real easily if you're trying to put cruise control on. You know. Cruise controls for the highway. Do you know what I mean? And that's what we do. We, we try to function in cruise control, but there's always some kind of stop. And the stop is, is i got three voices in my life that are going to mislead me. I need to recognize the voices. This is what he's saying here. He's saying here, look, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. This is what John's saying to you and I. For some of you, this is a totally new concept because you never, you thought every thought that entered into your mind came from you or from, from bad pizza the night before or a leftover movie that you just happen to remember or a song that won't come out of your mind. Folks, you're in an active warfare, a spiritual world around you that's trying to influence you, that's trying to destroy your life. You've got to know the difference. You've got to recognize the voices. So let's talk about knowing the difference. How do I distinguish the voices now, George? How do I know when it's the Holy Spirit and he's trying to guide me, and how do I know it's when it's these other three things? How do I distinguish the voice of God? Because, again, I told you he's talking to you. He's talking right now to you. How do I know if it's him or if it's something else? How do I know? Here's what John says. Look with me at verse 2. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Here's the first thing you need to recognize. How do I know it's the Holy Spirit speaking to me? The Spirit will always glorify Jesus. The Spirit will always glorify Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Spirit of God, if He's going to speak to you, He's going to tell you something. He's, he's going to tell you to either do something or tell you to adjust something or He's going to point something out to you. Always what He's going to talk to you about is always going to result in Jesus Christ being glorified. Do you understand what I'm saying? If he's telling you to make an adjustment, it is so that glory is brought to Jesus because you made that adjustment. If he tells you to do something, it's always going to be for God to receive glory in your life and through your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how I can distinguish it. If it's what I want, it's because of my pride or my own lusts and my own desires. And it brings destruction. If it's the Holy Spirit telling you to do something, it's always so that God is magnified in your life. Period. Do you understand what I'm saying? Always for God to magnify your life. Because here, look at verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because who is he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. What's going on here? Other voices will lead you astray. Other voices will lead you astray. 
See, the Spirit of God, He's always going to be directing you to do that which honors God and glorifies Him. These other voices in your life, they're going to be directing you and leading you astray because they're going to be directing you to destroy your life, to destroy the lives of others around you. Do you see how serious it is? Do you understand what I'm saying? We're talking about life and death here. The Spirit is going to guide you and speak to you and cause you to move in a way that Jesus is glorified in your life. If I listen to these other voices, it's always for destruction. problem is sometimes we don't know the difference. You know, I've told you I've been, been pastoring almost 20 years now. And, and I'll be honest with you, through the years I have heard some of the craziest things ascribed to the Holy Spirit. That, that if you knew anything, you would realize that is not the Holy Spirit. I have heard men say things like this. Well, the Holy Spirit told me to leave my wife and join up with her. We're spiritually compatible. I know the Spirit told me to do it. Hello? Spirit of God is not going to tell you to do something contrary to God's Word. Because He's God. He doesn't sin. He's not going to cause you to sin. In fact, isn't that what James says? That when you are tempted, you are not tempted by God because God tempts no one to sin? Very clearly, right there. See, this is what I want you to understand. We've got to learn to distinguish the voices. So, in a guy's life like that, you know, my response to him is, are you sure that's the Holy Spirit? Because you know what? I have, I have a feeling it might be one of three other voices. What do you mean? Well, it might be the world because the world says it's okay to do that. It might be Satan, because Satan's trying to destroy your life and your marriage, so he'll tell you to do that. And you know what? It might be you, because you have more of an interest in her than you have in your own wife. I don't think it's the Holy Spirit. But you'd be surprised how many people do. See, this is what we've got to do. We've got to distinguish the voices. We've got to know what they are. And the Spirit of God is always going to move me to what? Glorify God, magnify Him in my life, but these other voices, folks, they're going to lead you astray. They're going to lead you astray. They're going to destroy you. you got to grasp that. you got to grasp that. So here's the thing. He tells us, verse 6, look at this. But we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this will we know what the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What I want you to see here is this. There's the final point here. Believers will know the Spirit's voice. You'll know it. You'll know it. Jesus said this. John chapter 10, verse 27. If you want to write the reference down, you can go look at it later. Jesus said this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. You know what? If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have made that commitment to follow him, he is speaking to you, and folks, you will learn to recognize his voice. You'll know it. You can. Because if you're his sheep, you'll know his voice. Some of you know he's speaking to you even now, but you don't like what he's telling you. Ever had that happen? Being told to do something, you know you should do it, and you don't want to do it. And the rebelliousness in us won't let us, you know, it's like, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I'm in control. Yeah, last time I was in control, I had problems. You know what I'm saying? This is what I want you to see. 
Believers will know his voice. He's speaking to you, folks. you just got to distinguish it from the stuff that's trying to lead you astray. And the more attuned you get to him, the more you will begin to realize how much he interacts in your life on a daily basis. Do you know what I'm saying? He wants to do that in your life. He will speak to you. But you've got to learn to distinguish the voices. Because, listen, the world's going to lead you astray. The way the culture's going. Satan, I mean, come on. We already know. He ain't your friend. All right? And your own wicked heart, your own flesh is going to lead you astray. Period. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're going to know the Spirit's voice. But the question is, are you ignoring him? Some of you are ignoring him today. How do I know that? Because I'm human. And I've been there. So how do we close this? How do we wrap this up here? Let me give you some thoughts. Number one, are you ignorant of the Spirit's voice in your life? Are you ignorant? Before you walked in here today, I mean, it's like, man, I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't having any clue about that. I mean, is that even possible? I mean, I mean are you ignorant? I mean, it's like what we talked about today is like brand new. You mean God will speak to me? I was always told he doesn't do that kind of thing. Yeah, he'll do it. But are you ignorant? I mean, Acknowledge that in your life. Don't, don't be prideful. I mean, can I be honest with you? Let, let's, let's, let's strip ourselves of our pride here right now, okay? Most of my Christian life, I was ignorant. I've been saved now, going on 28 years. And most of it, I was ignorant. So, if, so you don't need to be prideful and say, oh, no, I think I had it together. No, no. If you don't know, you don't know. You're ignorant. So just, just admit it to yourself. No, just admit it to yourself. I was ignorant, Lord. I was ignorant. I, I didn't even realize that you speak to me. Here's the other thing. Have you allowed other voices to guide your life? The answer to that one's yeah, isn't it? I mean, we have, haven't we? One of those three things. I mean, we've allowed other voices to guide our lives. You know what I mean? We've got to acknowledge that. So here, here's what you need to do this week. Here's the action point. Here's what I'm asking you to do this week. Take the week, you know, I, and when I give you these action points, I want you to, I just had somebody recently tell me, you know, as they've been going through the series, uh, as we've been going through this series, the forgotten one, that it has changed their prayer life, their interaction with God. So when I tell you to do an action point, I'm telling you to do an action point because, number one, I've prayed about it and said, God, what do you want me to tell these folks? Number two, it's only for your better. Did you understand what I'm saying? And so here's what I want you to do. Here's, here's what we got to do this week. Learn to listen to the Spirit's voice in your life. Learn to listen. you got to learn to listen. How do I do that, George? Well, here, I'm going to give you some suggestions. You want to write these down. Here's some suggestions, okay? Number one, get alone. Well, George, you don't know what my day's like. I got, I got four screaming, hungry kids. I got a husband who wants me to rub his feet all the I mean, I ain't got time. Or you don't know, George, I mean, you don't know what it works like. Okay, I understand. Everybody's got a busy schedule. Everybody's got everybody at home, and everybody eats up your time. I mean, we all acknowledge that, right? Still get alone. How do you do that? Get up early. If you need to, get up early. 
Here's another one. Because if you're not a morning bird, if you're a night owl, then when everybody else goes to bed, you stay up late. You got a lunch hour? Go off somewhere at work where it's quiet. Here's the second thing you do. Turn the radio and TV off. If you want to hear the voice of God, you need to, number one, get alone, and number two, turn off the noise. So if you're going to stay off late, turn Letterman off, or whatever it is you're watching. If you're getting on early, turn the morning show off. If you're riding in the car, turn the tunes off. Listen to me. Turn it off. Get alone. Turn it off. Have your Bible. Have your Bible. And I mean don't have it there closed. Open it. Read. David said, open thy word that I may see wondrous things therein. Psalm 119. Pray. And here's how you pray. God, I know you want to talk to me. Help me to understand your voice. Help me to distinguish the voice. Help me to know it's you. Speak to me today, Spirit. Simple, isn't it? Get alone. Turn off the noise. Have your Bible. Pray. And then the final one is, is just simply be quiet and listen. Simply be quiet and listen. Now don't try it one time and nothing happens. Well, I tried that and it didn't work. No, no, try it for a month. He's got to see you're serious. You know, you know what I mean? He's got to see you're serious. I mean, I mean, don't be like, don't don't be like we are in our relationships. You know what I'm saying? Where most of the time I'm ignoring Lori. When's when's dinner? You know, guys know that's not happening in our house. But but I mean, I'm just trying to use an illustration here, okay? So most of the time I'm ignoring Lori, okay? But then I want something. Hi, sweetie. What can I do for you? You know. She sees right through that, doesn't she? Because most of the time I'm ignoring her. Now, if she can see through it, do you think the God of the universe can see it through it in your life? So if you're serious about, if you're serious about hearing him, you gotta spend time with him. Not just one time. But make regular time. And I'm going to be honest with you, folks. When you begin to distinguish the voice of God in your life, and you begin to act upon what he tells you, it will change you. It will be radical. You'll wake up one morning and you'll say, the God of the universe talks to me. 
You've got to be kidding. He talks to me. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.